This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Sedgwick County Director of Emergency Medical Services, Kevin Landerman. Hey, welcome to Issues 2022. Nice to have you with us today. Thank you, Steve. Glad to be with you. You were recently named director after serving as interim director. Tell us tell us about your career with Sedgwick County EMS. How far back does it go, Kevin? Um, well, my, my career with Sedgwick County started in April of uh, 1992, um, actually started in February part-time, but I started full-time in February of 1992. Uh, so it, uh, it goes back a while. Um, I moved up in, in the ranks as lieutenant captain. Um, and, uh, uh, before I got moved into the interim director role, I was a, uh, field supervisor as a, uh, shift commander. And, uh, then I, like you said, I, I, Came into the interim role uh, in August of 2021, and in June of this year, I was I was named the, the permanent EMS chief. So now, now, did you work anywhere else before you started on Sedgwick County? I did. I worked actually for four and a half years at Butler County EMS. Oh, okay. um, my my brother um, worked here at Sedgwick County EMS, and uh, they had a fairly strict nepotism policy, so. Uh, I I worked at Butler County EMS for four and a half years. That's where I worked when I uh, got my paramedic uh, certificate. And then after my brother um, moved on to nurse anesthesi- anesthesiology, um, I came over to Sedgwick County, and I've been here ever since. So, so I, I'm assuming that you grew up in Wichita, is that correct? That is correct. Okay. I grew up in Wichita, Um Attended Wichita schools, graduated from Northwest High School, um, went to Butler County, played baseball. That's where I took my EMT class, and uh, and I started working for Butler County EMS uh, in 1988. So, so let me ask you this: why, why did you decide then to apply for the top job? <clears throat> so, um, as everybody may know, the uh, uh, I was placed in the interim role. Um, the position was opened initially. Um, like I told people, I coming. I I came from from a field supervisor position to the uh, to the director's job. And uh, in all honesty, I I wasn't sure when it opened the first time if this is something I want to do long term. I'd always liked um, working in the streets and never never really even contemplated. Uh, being in the office and, and not uh, even to mention, you know, running the department. Um, the initial process, uh, they they didn't find apparently what what they wanted uh, in a candidate initially. So when it opened up again, I I talked to my my wife and family, and I kind of thought that maybe I, I could do some. Some good for this service. Like I said, I've, I've grown up in this service. This, besides EMS being my passion, um, this this service has been my home, obviously, for a, a long, long time. And I, I care very deeply about about this service and what happens with this service. And um, so, after some deliberation with my wife and, and and family, we I decided to go ahead and apply this second time it opened and. And uh, I was fortunate and, and very honored to to be given this opportunity to be in this in this permanent role. So 
That sounds, sounds like a national tra- uh, natural transition from somebody who you, you get hooked on in on the or it gets into your blood to going out and helping people, and it, you just you want to go where you can do the best job, I guess. And looks like that's this correct. Is, and I and I still miss going out, and there's still, you know, if uh, something happens on the way into work or after hours, uh, the crews can expect to see me out there. I still still running calls. I went out a few weeks ago uh, one night. I, my kids that are at home were at their grandparents and uh, didn't have anything to do, so went out and ran calls one one Saturday night till about two o'clock in the morning. So uh, <laughs> oh, still still like getting out and and seeing the crews and running calls and and uh, I I don't get to do that as much as I'd like. Um, obviously, with with the role I'm in, there's a, a lot of a lot of other things that I I need to pay attention to and and do. But I still every opportunity I get, I like. I like getting out and, and, and running calls and, and seeing not only our crews, but taking care of patients. So, Give us, well, give us an idea of your, your current job. Now, do you have a job description, or can you knuckle it down to or, or narrow it down to just a pretty small statement? On you know, It sounds like a pretty big job. What's the description? Well, it, it, it is, but uh, I, you know, I'm ultimately responsible for our for department, uh, uh, make decisions about uh, financial decisions. Look at uh, uh, the budget, and that's that's a big change for me. Not not being in here, but uh, luckily I have great great people um, around me that 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 uh, help with that. Um, I look at uh, ways we can improve uh, things that we can work on in the future. Um, that's I get that question asked a lot, you know, about what what the future holds, and, yeah. and we have we have ideas and things we want to do, but um, right now our our main goal is to um, try to increase our staffing levels, um, get the our employees make our employees feel valued and get their work life balance uh, as as good as it can get, and really take care of our patients and run those emergency 911 calls well and and that that's our main focus right now and that's that's kind of what I do on a on a daily basis is is figure out ways that we can we can do that and and once we start taking care of uh, our primary goal of of taking care of patients those 911 calls then there are other other things in EMS that we can you know expand on but sure. uh, that's kind of our are what we're doing right now. So how many employees actually fall under your supervision then? Oh, I believe our staff table, uh, 205, mm-hmm. uh, we have 140 full time. Um, so it's not a huge department it is the largest in Kansas. Um, so, um, and that's field personnel and office staff and, and things like that. So. How many, how many vehicles do you operate? How many, how many ambulances? At, at peak times, uh, our staffing is, is 19. Um, we have 13 that are 24 hours, and then we have six ambulances uh, that uh, come on during peak times of, of the day. So what is, what is your annual budget then, Kevin? Around $21 million, and uh, about 75% of that, um, we're kind of... Um, we're kind of unique in other departments in the county that a lot of our budget is about 75% is, is user fees. Uh, 
and, and the rest is, is from tax base. So <laughs> I don't A lot of people may not realize that when you take an ambulance ride, I, I presume even if it's an emergency, there's going to be a fee charged somewhere probably, right? There, there is. And, uh, we, you know, that's, that's a huge part of our department is our, our billing and, and our, um, compliance that, we're complying with all the the Medicare regulations, things like that, because Medicare is obviously our our biggest um, biller. But I mean, private insurance also. But uh, um, I think that's something that a lot of people don't don't realize um, that it takes it takes a lot of good people to run run this this organization and. Uh, that's just one part of it is is our billing and and uh, finance department. Where because um, without those revenues, um, we wouldn't be able to provide this service at, at such a low tax base if we didn't didn't have those revenues coming in. So you know the the COVID pandemic has had a huge impact on healthcare and healthcare workers. I'm sure you're well aware of that. Well, what what would you summarize would be the impact on on EMS? Did you have a lot of of your people go down, uh, how did that? How did that go? Um, well, we had the impact just in general of staffing. Um, we were we were short staffing uh, before the pandemic hit, and that didn't that didn't make it any easier. I mean, people weren't flocking into healthcare related fields uh, with the pandemic. Uh, you saw it in not only EMS but nursing, you know, things like that, hospital related fields. So. Filling those positions was was difficult, um, and then just we did have uh, we had surges where we'd have uh, employees, uh, multiple employees that were off. You know, obviously quarantining with with the uh, with the pandemic. Uh, I believe last the the surge this this January was actually our our worst month of of having people off. Um, mm. Uh, with with COVID, and you know it, you, you have ten, twelve people off, and you know they're going to be off for you know ten days with with quarantining things like that. It yeah. it, it made staffing difficult, but uh, we had other people that stepped up. We had other people that would come in, work overtime. We had some of our office staff uh, filling filling trucks, doing things like that. We did whatever we could do to. To maintain uh, staffing as 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 best we could, and you know, if you listen to we listen to the scanner here in the newsroom, and we hear the the nine one one dispatches, and uh, for a long for a while there, for, I don't know, a couple several months, the dispatcher would actually uh, uh, send out a code to, that would uh, tell your EMTs this person that you're picking up may or may have uh, the may have the COVID, right? That's correct, um, but. You know, it got to a point where you know we were using your universal precautions on on everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, even even the ones that weren't uh, didn't have the symptoms given to dispatch. Um, there for a while, you just kind of assumed that you know everybody was a potential right. uh, carrier of it. So we just used the universal precautions, which we still do um, to a certain extent on on certain patients, and we're always. You know, using those universal precautions uh, whenever appropriate. So, you're listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey Radio stations, and our guest is Sedgwick County Director of Emergency Medical Services, Kevin Lannerman. 
you know, you took over EMS after uh, I would say some pretty negative reports about morale and among other things. Have you been able to get a handle on those concerns, Kevin? Um, I I'd like to think that uh, that our staff we've tried to, like I said, our our main goal um, or my main goal is to uh, was increase morale, increase you know communication with our field level employees. Um, we started having town hall meetings uh, where we could meet directly with with the field level providers. Um, here hear their needs, concerns. Um, obviously, we can't implement everything we, we, we would like, but we sure try to uh, implement things that will, will make their, their job satisfaction better because I, I firmly believe that, you know, if our, our employees are well taken care of and, and they feel valued, that uh, they'll in turn take care of our patients better. So, um, if, if that's that's been our our goal and you know i i think from what i hear that uh people are happier they're still they're still busy i'll, I'll be honest with you it's still there our call volume isn't isn't decreasing mm-hmm. and uh so they're still busy they're still running lots of calls i mean we have crews that will come on the beginning of shift and maybe have time to check their ambulance and before they start running calls and, and then they're pretty much gone uh, away from their post. Uh, if not all, a majority of their, of their shift and, and, uh, and that may or may not include eating lunch or, you know, dinner or whatever time a, a shift it is. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the shift, they still are responsible for, you know, doing all the patient care reports, all the paperwork things that, uh, before they get to go home. So, um, that's, that's some of the things that, you know, um, we're working on to try to improve. And luckily I have, I have, we have great staff here and we have a lot of, a lot of people don't get into this field usually because, you know, obviously for, they don't get into for the money or things like that. They get in it because they want to, they want to take care of people and help people. And, and through all this, um, uh, I can assure the listeners that that's, that's continued despite what they may have heard previously on any reports or any news, news reports that, uh, our, our people are there to take care of, of those in need and, and, that's always our goal and our, our number one focus. Yeah, you know, we hear about response times for police and fire and ambulance. Now, if I have an emergency, how quickly can I see a first responder from EMS at my door? I'm sure that re- kind of depends on what the emergency is, doesn't it, Kevin? It, it depends on what the emergency is and obviously where where you're calling from within Sedgwick County. Um, we do use priority dispatch, so... Um, the dispatch center will take the information and, and put it through a, a program and, and it gives us a priority. And depending on what that priority is, um, we may or may not respond to emergency traffic with our red lights and sirens on. So that, that we get a lot of calls of people that uh, took a long time for EMS to get there. And then we go back and look and it was, it was a lower priority call where, you know, we didn't respond red lights and sirens. That doesn't mean we're not, you know, responding right away, but um, obviously responding red lights and sirens increases, you know, the chance of 
us getting in an accident and yeah. injuring other people, and that's going to further delay getting to to the uh, patient. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot of variabilities. Um, our our goal right now is you know 10 minutes and 59 seconds or 11 minutes to get to uh, patients on emergency calls. Um, there is um, your callers can or your um, listeners can look on the Sedgwick County um, webpage and go to the EMS page. We have a very robust, robust dashboard there. Uh, our chief data officer uh, has done a great job with this dashboard. And you can look and see exactly what our response times are um, for the whole county if you want to narrow it down to different uh, cities uh, within the county. Um, you can look and see what our response times are, type of calls. Um, there's just a lot of information on that, that dashboard at uh, yeah. cedriccounty.org and backslash EMS. So um, Good place to check we, get that, we get that question a lot, and I always refer people to that dashboard because it can, it can give them, you know, we're trying to be as open and transparent as we can, and, you know, if our response times aren't great, we're going to show it. So... You know, uh, over the years, the ambulance itself has evolved. If you remember, when it was pretty much a pretty much a station wagon, a big station wagon with a, a quick car ride, and now it's just it's f- almost a fully equipped emergency room on wheels. Is that correct? We yes, and it uh, you know our our goal is still you know transport you know to the hospital, but it is we're going to do. Um, emergency life-saving care yeah. um, at the scene and in the back of the ambulance en route to the hospital. Um, yeah, it's much, much more than just a uh, ride in an ambulance. And uh, that uh, I think that's a lot of people, and we get that, well, why aren't you going? Just go. It's like, well, that is our goal, but there are things that uh, we can and, and should do to give good patient care before we start transporting to a hospital. So um, it has evolved and it's still evolving. Um, it's evolved uh, a lot since since I started in this field. Um, well, and all of those improvements have mean that uh, you probably, you can't have any, put any numbers on it, but obviously there's a lot of lives that have been saved just because uh, you all are up to date on your, on your technical part. I, I, you're right. I don't know how you 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 uh, get those numbers, but uh, I I would say yes, and and it's always changing. So our education, our um, training is always evolving. It, I mean, it's medicine, so medicine changes. Um, they aren't doctors aren't prescribing or doing the same things they were, you know, ten fifteen years ago, and and neither are we. New science comes up. There's new new medications, new treatments, and and we, we work with our Office of the Medical Director and try to stay as current on, on all those uh, treatments and medications that, that we can. So You know, the, uh, you're, you mentioned this before, and you're, you're probably facing the same thing that almost everybody is right now, and that's finding enough qualified people, applicants. Are you getting people coming through the door? Do you need more of them? Are you always going to need more, you think? Um. We, we're always going to need people. I mean, we always have. Um, 
you know, when I when I started here years ago, um, you you didn't start full time. You you started part time, and and because there weren't openings, and and you might be lucky enough to get get hired full time, and and uh, that's hopefully where we will get again. Um, but right now, um, we are still looking for paramedics. It uh, it's better that the colleges. Uh, obviously, that was one thing that COVID impacted. Also, was uh, the the colleges didn't have people enrolling in, like I said, health related fields. Paramedic uh, was one of them, and so the class sizes were very small. So there weren't a lot of uh, paramedics for for us to even hire. That is getting better. They are their classes are sizes are getting larger. Um, we actually um, Cedric County and uh, our board of county commissioners adopted or approved our uh, uh, emergency medical technician or EMT to paramedic program that we currently have. We're actually taking our full-time EMTs and putting them through a paramedic um, course while they're still working full-time for us, giving them the time off to go to class to do their clinicals and do their field internship, but they're still getting paid, still getting the benefits and, uh, so we'll we'll actually graduate our first three from from the initial program uh, this December. So we're looking forward to that. Um, we have some more that will graduate uh, early next year from a different program, and we're getting ready to start another class in January. So we're 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 doing what we can to actually grow our own from within. Uh, we're hiring EMTs and and putting them through paramedic class. So um, that's that's one thing that that's that's changed that uh, that I think will really help and we'll have that hopefully pipeline of, of paramedics that are familiar with our organization as EMTs get their you know get some experience taking care of patients as EMTs and then we put them through paramedic class and and keep them hopefully for a long time they they hopefully like it here and they they'll stay for a long period of time. So it, It's obvious from our conversation that you, you came up through the ranks. You've, uh, you love uh, being out on the street, but you got this top job now. And uh, I'm going to ask you what you like, what do you like the most about your new job, Kevin? Oh gosh, I, I really enjoy um, talking to people. I think I enjoy um, talking about our service. I get to talk about our service more. Um, I, I've gone around to, to different cities within the county. Um, I get a, went to some of the um, citizen advisory boards. I'm going to go uh, speak next week to uh, League of Women Voters. And I get to, I get to tell our citizens, our people that, you know, you you have a top-notch EMS service here. I like talking about it. Um, it's going to get better. That's our goal. We we um, we're always looking to get better. But that uh, that you have a good service here. That um, you know values taking care of patients, being being there, and I think that's the thing I enjoy the most uh, is is getting to talk about the wonderful people here here and the and the great service that we have. Well, Kevin, I'm going to cut you off there because we're out of time. But thank you for being with us, and best of luck to you in that new job. Our guest, Sedgwick County Director of Emergency Medical Services, Kevin Landerman.
That's all for this edition of Issues 2022. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.